Welcome to The Determined Mom Show, the only marketing podcast dedicated to guiding mom CEOs into tranquility, wealth, and multiplying those precious moments. Welcome to episode number 40 of The Determined Mom Show. Today, we have Aria Lighty with us, and she is the founder of Mob Nation. She is the mother of a beautiful 13-year-old girl, and she has a ton of other stuff to tell us, so I'm just going to go ahead and give it over to her. So welcome, Aria. Thank you so much. Yeah, I have a ton of stuff all the time. I think that's all moms that are balancing all this <laughs> of a long laundry list, but thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, well, I'm very excited to have you. I have been kind of following you for quite a while, probably almost a year, and I am aware of your organization and just the way that um, the Mob Nation organizes mom business owners together and really supports and helps them is very impressive. So oh, thank um, you so much. Appreciate yeah. That. Tell us about how you kind of got started as being a work from home mom and maybe how the Mob Nation came to be. Yeah, actually my first um, quote unquote real business, I just went for it and opened a brick and mortar location. So that was a kid's art studio in Portland, Oregon. And I think that was like 2011. And I was a single mom at the time and my daughter had just started kindergarten. And I was like, yeah, I'm just going to do this and totally <laughs> went into it kind of blind and crazy and um, was running that for a couple months and realized that you don't really know what you don't know until you're in the thick of it. And I was just completely lost and drowning and going through all these different things of why would I even consider starting this or that I knew what I was doing at all. And I was trying to find literally just one other mom that also owned a business um, just to kind of like bounce ideas off of and I mean basically just relate to like I wanted to be like hey are you ever late to pick up or have you ever had to like close your location because of a sick child and you know all of that type of stuff so um, that's kind of what I set out to do and I made a Facebook group at first to have you know the one or two other moms uh, at the time just kind of looking for in my area Portland Oregon and it just kind of blew up from there. Well, that's awesome. I think that having that support and having that <laughs> commiseration, if you will, yes, <laughs> that's what you would call it, <laughs> um, in some of the things that we go through as mom business owners is pretty critical. I mean, I think having a mom business owner bestie, like our regular friends, and I'm going to use that word regular friends because it's definitely different to be a mom and a business owner. <laughs> so yes. sorry, uh, regular mom, if you are listening, <laughs> most likely you aren't, but if you're a regular mom, it's different because there is so much more to balance and juggle. And I know before I even was doing a business working and having kids and and all those things, there was a lot to juggle. But then when you add in that business level and thinking about the marketing and the planning and all of those things, it just becomes like a completely different animal. Yeah. Yeah. And at the time, you know, I was young, so none of my friends had businesses or kids. So it was like, I was kind of like sick of hearing them say that they were tired. Cause I'm like, <laughs> you yeah. don't even know, we don't relate on this level anymore. <laughs> Can't yeah. hear about how tired you are one more time. Yeah, exactly. I agree. I can, I can completely <laughs> agree with that. Even just, not just um, they don't have kids, but even 
like when they do have kids and they really just have to worry about the kids and that's the only thing they have to worry about. <laughs> I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, but there's other stuff <laughs> that you can yeah. be worrying about that, yeah. you know, yeah. So You take on, um, it's like having another child almost, you know, and you start mm-hmm. to feel all this pressure of like letting down a community and your customers and your clients and stuff like that. And that was just a, a pressure that I never had anticipated taking on and wouldn't suggest people to take it on unless they're like fully prepared. I feel like I've consulted so many people that are like, I've always wanted to have a boutique, so I'm going to open one. And I'm like, uh, let's talk about what the first couple years are going to look like for you. And are you prepared for that? Yeah. 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 Mentally. I think it's just the mental game is the biggest thing. So yeah. Spiritually, are you, (laughs) are you prepared to give up your, the next couple of years of your life and really your child's life too? So yeah. Cause it's going to be a blur. I mean, my daughter, I had her, um, and I've been working at home since I, the day that I had her and I literally cannot believe she's going on two and a half. Like, how did that happen? I don't even know. Like, it's just been a blur, but yeah. So all right. So um, you found a couple moms in a Facebook group. <laughs> so how did that evolve from a few moms in a Facebook group to like a full-blown like national franchise? Um, I ask myself that all the time, actually. <laughs> how did that just evolve to this? Yeah. So I found those moms and um, it turned into about like 10 Um, and for a couple months we would just like meet at my art studio or at somebody's, you know, dining table and we would just kind of be like, oh, who do you use for payroll or, you know, kids are jerks sometimes or whatever, you know, across the, (laughs) across the gamut of all the things that you could talk about. And then I realized like, okay, we need to like start having like some really great events because I had been to a lot of networking events and I just couldn't feel, I felt like when I went to the networking events, it was very clicky. It didn't seem like people were there to grow their network, but instead just kind of like gossip with their friends or show off how many people they knew. And it felt very fake. There was a lot of like mask wearing and trying to pretend like, um, especially then, like the mompreneur thing wasn't like a huge mm-hmm. focus. And so it was almost like the moms that were there were almost kind of trying to hide that they were moms and as a single mom. And I, owned an art studio. I'm going in like yoga pants that are covered in glitter and, you know, a messy bun and stuff like that. I'm like, I just yeah. want to make some friends and meet some people. So yeah, we started hosting meetups and then the group was growing and a lot of people would come into my art studio and kind of talk business with me and stuff like that. And so after meeting at that time, hundreds of mom-owned businesses, I just realized that so much more was needed other than just getting together in person or having like a space to vent, just having resources readily available. We don't have time to sit and be on Google for hours trying to figure out, you know, mm-hmm. why Facebook changed their algorithm again and <laughs> how to do that. So, and then just like a community of women that are kind of put their hands in. They're like, yeah, we're going to support each other. We're going to give referrals to each other. If we can, we're going to always buy the services and products from each other first before big box retailers. So we launched the Alliance in 2016 and that's the paid membership version of the mob. And that's just for the mobs that are ready to take their business to the next level, invest in the mob community, invest in themselves and be around other women that are also doing the same. It's kind of when you're ready to up level your circle and be around people that are super committed to this community and committed to their businesses. That's awesome. I think that's such a 
a needed thing. And I think, and it might not be true. This is an opinion. I'm going <laughs> to going to just go ahead and say this is an opinion, not a fact. But I feel like mom business owners need that extra level of support from other people that understand because there is not like it's different if you were a man and you were a business owner. It's different if you were single, like without children and a business owner. There's just it's just a different aspect and element. We've already touched on that, but just having that extra layer of support from those people that understand, I think is extremely important. And I'm so happy that you identified that problem and solved it for so many thousands of moms. I think it's awesome. Yeah. And, and if you think about it, like if we have, you know, graphic designers and lawyers and stuff like that in the mob and 90% of their business comes from the group. And so they've been able to shift, you know, working only with mobs primarily, which means that now, there's just kind of this level of understanding that when I come to meet with you, I might have like a snotty nosed kid on my <laughs> hip or, you know, whatever. And so yeah. it's created this environment for a lot of our members where you don't have to choose or worry about being, being the mom first and working with clients that understand that. And, you know, if you have to cancel last minute because you have to go pick up your kid because they're at school and hurt themselves or something that you don't feel that level of guilt that you used to have when you would call those clients that you just know we're not going to understand and probably go with somebody else, you know? Yeah, I completely understand that 100%. My daughter is often in my <laughs> meetings. <laughs> so some of my clients like love the fact that she's there and they like, like she's like crawling on me while we're working, you know, like through Zoom sessions and stuff and they love it, but because they're moms, you know? Yeah. But if it was like a guy or, you know, like something else, like I do have one client that's a man and he has four daughters, so he completely understands and he loves my daughter too, but that understanding just needs to be there. So Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I mean, even just knowing that you're about to go meet with another mom doesn't mean that they necessarily are going to relate to your struggles, you know, like I think that there's a lot of like mom guilt and mom shaming and mom bashing and stuff like that. So like you still don't feel 100% comfortable with other moms. And I feel like once you enter the mob community, it's like masks off, like <laughs> come as yeah. you are. We're here for whatever season of life you're in. And just because you're in yoga pants and stuff doesn't mean that you're not a powerful creator or a really great lawyer or, you know, run an amazing coffee shop or whatever it is. So I think there's even more of that opportunity to take off that next layer of fear and guilt when you're working with a fellow mob. Yeah. I agree. That's awesome. Well, thank you for creating that. And thank you for <laughs> many moms that opportunity to, you know, participate in that kind of community. Yeah, it's been amazing. I'm grateful that this is my life every day. Like sometimes I take a step back and I'm like, oh my gosh, look what I get to do like every day and talk about every day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's super cool. You've created your dream life basically. And that's what we're all kind of working for, I think, <laughs> I hope. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So well, congratulations on doing that and <laughs> thank you um, and helping so many people along the way. Um, so your topic that you're going to share with our moms today is basically how to charge what you're worth and step into abundance and, and really live that life that you're dreaming of, just like you're doing, like we just talked about. So yes. can you explain to us how to make that happen? Yeah, I mean, it's it's first just shedding a lot of the limiting beliefs that come along with being a woman and then being a mom, being a small business owner, and then putting all of that together. I feel like moms 
constantly have this idea that they have to be martyr for their families and their businesses. Like it's badge of honor that we wear, that we come last and that we're the bottom of the totem pole and stuff like that. So in working with now thousands of mom-owned businesses, I've just noticed this trend. Even with most of the heavy hitters, there's still some of that self-worth and not putting their needs first and not investing in themselves and stuff like that. So it's just kind of been this thing for like the past year that I'm like, I have to switch my mentality and my messaging so that I can start creating this new focus of mom-owned businesses where it's like, it's not talking about who's struggling the most because I feel like there's this underlying competition among moms and business owners of like, oh yeah, well, I haven't slept in three years and I, you know, I work harder than you and I haven't had a day off or a vacation. And I mean, I even participated in that too. It was like my big accomplishment that I just never slept and that I was, you know, always going and always at work and stuff like that. So yeah, I just started, you know, talking a lot more to moms and you have to build in a level of sustainability for your business and not be taking clients that are not paying what your worth. And I think a lot of the business owners only look at what they're worth based on like a time, energy, money exchange. Like, oh, well, it only took me five minutes to create this graphic. So I'm only going to charge, you know, $15. But how long did it take you to get to the point where it only took you five minutes? You know, it wouldn't take me five minutes to create that graphic. That's hours that I saved that's years and years of practice and investing into courses and investing into, you know, different systems and stuff like that to get to that point. So just starting to re-evaluate um, those conversations in regards to what we're worth and our non-negotiables of what we need to invest in. Mm-hmm. And a question about that. So what do you think would happen if we all started charging what we're worth? I absolutely love that question. What I have seen in um, the mob community, especially, is that we have like a phrase that's called like there's a mob for that because there literally is a mob. And so we try to always support mobs first, whether it's toothpaste to coffee shops or whatever. And we've kind of built this micro economy where all of us are starting to up level our income and stuff like that, just based on like what we're supporting each other with, because we're all, you know, now that I spent money on your toothpaste versus going to, you know, Walmart, now you have enough money to invest in that course that you wanted that this mob is teaching and things like that. And so um, it really got me thinking of if women and moms and stuff were the ones controlling the wealth, like think about what a better world that it would be like truly what a better world it would be if we were the ones controlling the wealth. And I hear it all the time. And I said it all the time with my art studios, like I'm not in it for the money. I just want to bring joy to the world. So it's okay that I'm completely discounting myself. It's like, Hey, you can be in it for what makes your heart sing and money. Because now somebody like you that has that giving, generous, loving nature that has that thought process. Now, if you also had money now, what types of things can you invest in? What types of charities can you give to? What kind of moms can you hire as a virtual assistant or a housekeeper, a personal chef, like all of these types of things where now you're employing other moms and you're, you know, spreading the wealth that way. Can you now buy 
all sustainable, cruelty-free products, like, you know, like to really start to think about the stuff that you're so into and the impact that you can make if a generous person like you was the one holding all of the chips. Yeah, that's amazing. And I think just seeing that ripple effect that you're describing and that impact is a reason that maybe we should all take a minute and I know it's February, but we can reevaluate our prices for the rest of 2020 and make sure that we are charging our worth and make sure that uh, we are also, like you're saying, participating in that mom community. Like I know that I do that. I hire like my podcast editor. I make sure everybody that does anything for my business is a mom. And so I try to kind of, I don't know what you would call that specify that when I'm hiring someone that that's what I'm looking for. But if we can all kind of just say, okay, from this point forward in my business, I'm going to go ahead and resolve to do that. I think it's going to have a huge ripple effect on the the mob industry. Yes. And I feel like moms have to hear it that way, that like (laughs) they're impacting other people. Like I keep on telling women and I have a talk about it, like it's your responsibility and your duty to make more money for yourself because of what you're going to provide for the economy and also just the permission that you're going to grant to the women around you to show up for yourselves, to call in abundance and to make money not an uncomfortable subject to talk about. Like we're all about protesting to say that like the the wages in the corporate world need to go up for women, but we're not, you know, calling that in for ourselves, for our own businesses and our own professions. And so by showing up and saying like, no, this is what I need, you know, and these are my boundaries and this is the only type of client that I call in. And you're giving permission for all the other women that are watching and the next generation of business owners that are going to come in. Like they won't have to fight all of those limiting beliefs that we fight every day because they're watching us. And now that's the new normal is that we are unapologetically wealthy and abundant. Yeah. That's awesome. I love it. I love it. So Other than hiring a mom business owner, right? (laughs) So obviously we want to do that. Are there any other things that we can do? You you mentioned limiting beliefs. So is there any particular resource that you use for that? I know I follow a couple people that around money mindset and those kind of things, but is there anyone that you have really gotten a lot of influence from or anything? I love the Manifestation Babe podcast and she has a great book that you can work through for like your money issues. And that's for anybody. It doesn't have to just be entrepreneurs. It's, you know, even if you're in a a corporate setting. And I just did a ton of free writing and really trying to uncover, you know, when I have these fears about putting out a price, you know, and I'm about to go change that price and take off like 20 bucks for that session or something like that. I start asking myself questions, like sometimes out loud, because that's kind of how crazy I've been lately. It's just (laughs) how dedicated I am to this, that I'll be like, well, what's drawing this up? Like what got you to this point? What story did you hear about money growing up or with the people around you that got you to this point where you're fearful of this? And what are you worth? And what are you providing for this person? That's something that I constantly have to remind myself of is what are you providing for this person? where would they be without the service that you're doing? You know, like you remember what it was like to be a small business owner. Would you have paid this amount of money to 
have a consultant talk to you about all the things that you needed to know in regards to starting a business, like, yeah, that would definitely be worth that price tag. So just uncovering it and it's not something that ever goes away. So it's really, you know, when you first start out, you might be saying, okay, well now I'm going to start calling in my $2,000 months, you know, and how do I get to that point? You can't jump right into like, now I'm going to make $12,000 a month because that's what I'm worth because your subconscious and your limiting beliefs will never let you get there and you'll sabotage it. And even if you did have a $12,000 a month, you would find a way to destroy that. So I just say like make little goals and work towards those. And then every time that you hear that inner voice and really the inner child telling you that this is you're not worth that or nobody would pay that or you're being greedy or anything like that to just start talking to yourself about where those stories came from and not to get too woo woo. Yeah. Okay, great. I love um, it. Yeah. I mean, it all comes from our inner child and where we picked up these ideas of our money stories from a really young age and we're taught like money is the root of all evil and all of this stuff. So it's, it takes a really, really long time to, start unraveling that. And I'm, I'm definitely not where I want to be, but I know that I'm a lot better than I was 18 months ago when this whole journey really started. So, but I just give myself these goals and meet those. And every time I meet them and step up the goal a little bit, that just makes me uncomfortable enough that it's like pushing me, but not so uncomfortable that my subconscious would be like, Oh, you could never make that you, you know, are never worth that. Okay. That's awesome. Well, thank you for those tips. I think it's really important that we all take time and do that. And I also think it's important that we kind of set aside time every week for that, right? Yes. Work through that. Definitely. And you know, you're woo. So you know the power of affirmations and there's great meditations that you can do and hypnosis where you can just get those on YouTube. You know, you can Google or type into YouTube search uh, money blocks or, you know, calling in abundance. And there's so many resources right there to start doing that. And then again, just free writing as many things as possible. So you can get a lot of those thoughts out. And once you start free writing, you really realize all the different conversations that you're having subconsciously in your, in your mind about everything. And worth about money is your self-worth. And it usually has everything to do in regards to also love and your relationships and how you interact with your children and your friendships and stuff like that. So it's really important to dive deep into all of that work for sure. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. And I have a talk that's kind of like a set talk about this and it's mixing the mindset work with, you know, some steps of how to get to the point of raising your prices and stuff like that. But each time that I do it, I always, you know, have people that are asking questions at the end and they realize that there's so much more to unpack. So I'm like, wow, this needs to be like a course. And um, I started writing a a workbook as well. So hopefully that'll be out by the summer um, just to kind of unpack everything that I've unpacked in the past 18 months. So that's so cool. I love it. That's what I was kind of like leading towards, but I wasn't sure if it was in existence or if it was just something that I was wanting or imagining. You are aligned. I love this. I know. <laughs> I love it too. So what's going on coming up in 2020 for the Mob Nation? Oh, so much. Well, huge mindset shifts. So we're definitely up-leveling all together, calling in all of our abundance and teaching women to call in their worth. We uh, just 
launched in 11 new cities, which is really super exciting. So you can check the website to see all the different places. We have over 30 yeah. areas across the U.S. that we do in-person meetups, and then we also do online virtual meetups and uh, consistently growing all the time. So if anyone's interested in starting a meetup in their location, they can definitely check out the website there. We have MobCon coming up, and that is September 27th and 28th. It's two days of connection and education and motivation. We have amazing main stage speakers that will really call to your heart. And then we have really tangible niche like breakout sessions that are really focused on if you want to learn SEO or you want to understand Pinterest and things like that. So and then just the value of meeting mobs from all over the country, all different backgrounds, all different business types. Some, you know, are just starting out and some have been doing it for 15 plus years. So it's really the energy in the room at MobCon is just something that can't be explained. That's so cool. That's awesome. I love those types of uh, events and conferences where you get together. I think the like-mindedness is probably one of the the biggest um, energizers, you know, because you, you feel the way you feel. And then when you're in the room with even just one other person that feels that way, I think the energy starts growing. And then if you're in a room like a conference room or a center with all those people, it's just going to be unimaginable. Yes. Yeah. And it's important to put yourself in the rooms with people that you relate to, but also the people that scare the crap out of you, because I believe that you need to go put yourself into things where you are the dumbest person in the room and <laughs> see how that up levels you. And yeah, so I'm consistently trying to find and attract those types of people that are going to challenge what I have to say or put me, you know, just even knowing that they're in the audience at MobCon will help me like up level my game of what to provide and the content and how I'm going to show up as my best self, which I would love to just add tying into the money thing. Um, now that I said, show up as your best self, part of the investment for you and your business is to exactly that show up as your best self. And I mentioned non-negotiables earlier and the things that make you feel really good. And that could be that you get a massage every week or you're, you get your nails done or you have to have your hair done and things like that. Those are non-negotiables. If that's going to put you in the room feeling more confident, if that's going to massages for me, that makes me a nicer human to be around. So <laughs> When I'm around humans all the time, that's, you know, an investment I'm making into becoming my best self because, you know, if I go months without it, then my energy has changed and I'm not attracting the right type of people. I'm not giving them the love and attention that they deserve and things like that. So, I mean, really finding your non-negotiables, MobCon was a huge wake-up call for me because, I mean, I say this all the time, but we had some things go on and we lost our production manager, she was unable to attend the event due to illness. And so I took off my hairstylist and I took off all the things that I didn't think were super valuable and I didn't want to take away from the event, but I didn't show up my best, most excited self and only getting two hours of sleep. Again, I couldn't have avoided that, but I was only getting two hours of sleep every night that week. That meant that my stage presence just was not where it could have been had I slept and then had, you know, a makeup artist and got time to have my coffee and stuff like that. And so those steps are just as important as all of the other steps that I took leading that year leading up to MobCon. 
investing in that self-care time and having those non-negotiables and, you know, all of that type of stuff. And I think, you know, I couldn't have avoided it in those last minute moments, but I, I know that I spent years avoiding those types of things because I just didn't think that they were priorities. And I know that 99.9% of the women listening to this right now also do that. So just think about the way it's going to make you show up as a better mom, a better partner, a better business owner, and what more you can give to your clients if you're feeling ecstatic or how much more confidence you're going to have in that networking event if your nails are done and your outfit is cute or whatever is calling out to you right now. Yeah. I think that's a great layer to that is just that doing, yeah, like, oh, it's almost like the self-care, self-confidence, non-negotiables, right? Yes. Yeah. Definitely. And it can be a time investment too. Like if you just need to set that day off or you need to make sure that you're always getting eight hours of sleep or anything like that, like those non-negotiables have to happen and are just as important as any other investment that you're going to make in your business, if not more important. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think that's probably one of the even most important points that you've brought up yet. <laughs> I mean, yeah. everything has been really important, but <laughs> that was a really great one. Thank you. All right. So is there anything that you would like to um, leave the audience with? Any last tips of advice or any insights into what's going to happen in 2020 in the uh, mom-owned business community? Or After you're done listening to this podcast, like, don't just be like, Okay, cool. That was great advice that would work for somebody else, but not me um, and find all the reasons and excuses why you can't, you know, start with self-care, or raise your prices because I know that these conversations make people uncomfortable. I know that some people might have stopped the conversation <laughs> midway through because they're like, uh, you know, what does she know? I can't raise my prices. I would never find a client that would pay that or, you know, anything else. So any of those fears and limiting beliefs that just popped up, if you were completely disgusted by me telling you that you have to get your nails done or your hair done <laughs> in order to feel great about yourself or anything like that, like just start unpacking those and trying to understand because I have been that person that made excuses for years and years. I had to shut my brick and mortars down because I was constantly faced with the fact that I had to add like three or four more dollars to my entry fee in order to be sustainable. And I just refused to do that and got into a point of breakdown and burnout and all of that stuff. And so now those art studios aren't around for all the kids that made an impact on. And, you know, so really understand that I have been there and I know how scary it is and I face those fears every day. And so, you know, start small and figure out what works for you and your business should be working for you and should be something that's a benefit to your life and adding to your life, not completely draining it. So, yeah, that's a really, really, really good point. So if you're listening to this, you better be uh, planning out when you're going to sit down and take care of this <laughs> <laughs> or doing it right now. So <laughs> if yes. you're doing the dishes or doing uh, laundry or something, just stop, get a notebook and um, go at it. So Yeah. And listen to it a couple times until the things that I'm saying uncomfortable. Like I read, well, I listened to a couple of audible books, the Get Rich Lucky B. I don't know if you can cuss. Yeah. And the first time that I read it, I was like, so uncomfortable and not resonating with it. And then the next time that I listened to it, after being in more of a better headspace, the stuff that she was saying was, it resonated so much and hit me so deep. And I'm sure if I listened to it now, you know, like a year later that I would probably feel the same 
way that I would like get more out of it or hear tips that align with my mindset now. Yeah, I agree. And it's almost like you hear the things that you need to hear at that moment, but then, you know, you listen to it again or you read it again and there are just, your life changes, your life unfolds a little differently and you learn different things from different people along the way. So then that way, when you read it again, it's just a completely different book or podcast or podcast. Yes. (laughs) Whatever you're reading or listening to, but yeah, I agree. Okay. So One last question that I like to ask all of our guests is what is your favorite thing about being able to be at home um, with your daughter and still be working and, you know, you don't have to have that external job or, or, you know, rely on other people. I loved that she was able to come to the art studio all the time and that she actually was an artist and was into it. So that was amazing that I could share a part of that. And I also just love that there's now no pressure that if she needs anything that I'm, you know, readily available to go pick her up or be with her, especially during this time of being a teenager. There's so much that she needs me for and so much time that I need to be spending with her and mentoring her and stuff like that. So just being able to be around her and she's learned so much by watching me and also the mobs that have been growing their businesses. And so she's very more aware of the world and she doesn't have any limiting beliefs about her worth. She's very, (laughs) she's very aware of her worth and her, (laughs) what she wants to do. So yeah, I think all of those are my favorite things. It's just being able to share this experience with her and have her watch my growth from the time she was little to now. That's awesome. I love it. So I think that is what we all aspire to. I know my kids are really young. Well, they're not really young. I have a two-year-old, a six-year-old, and a, or a seven-year-old and a nine-year-old. So we're working towards that teenager stage, but um, with three of them, I'm not so sure how to <laughs> um, <laughs> about having them all uh, teenagers at the same time. But, uh, but yeah, that's awesome. And I am super excited that you are able to do that with your daughter. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for having me on. I think that you are doing super important work and bringing really important information to your listeners. So I'm always a huge cheerleader and supporter for women like you that are providing such awesome content and putting it out into the world. Well, thank you very much. That means a lot to me and I really enjoyed having you and it is funny how in alignment we are and I love it. So yes. Yeah. Let's be friends now. All right. Sounds good. (laughs) It's official. Okay. (laughs) All right. Thank you. And we'll talk to you later. Okay. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Google My Business Management Services from The Determined Mom. We provide quality Google My Business Management to increase business visibility, ranking, and customer leads. A properly managed Google My Business profile is currently the key to rising to the top three of Google search results and will remain that way as long as Google is displaying Google My Business results first. Don't let your competitors hang out at the top, getting all of the clients searching for your services when you should be there. Sign up for Google My Business Management Services today at thedeterminedmom.com forward slash Google.